With Hashem's deep love, you're listening to the 143rd edition of the Daily Kabbalah lesson. In the previous lesson, so we spoke about the different levels of the soul that correspond to different levels of the human body. Now we begin the 15th chapter of the Nefesh Chaim, the first Sha'ar, the first gate. And now it begins to speak and explain to us more at depth, more in depth, the concept of the Neshama, the Ruach, and the Nefesh. These three levels of the soul interact with the body in different ways, as we said before. And let's see how he says it. He says like this. He says a mushal, it's comparable. Let's say somebody was a glass blower. So someone who's a glass blower, what he does is he has a shifoferis. It's like a tube that is plugged in, so to speak, to the glass. The glass is very, very hot, so he can't touch it directly, he can't blow into it directly. So this is tube. He takes the air, he takes a breath in, and he blows through the tube. And then the tube is connected into the glass, and then the glass blows up into whatever shape he wants to form. So the same exact thing, we have three different levels over here. We have the level of the air as it's in the mouth of a glass blower. Then we have the air as it comes through the tube. And then we have the air as it gets inside of the glass. So each of these three different levels has to do with the three different levels of the soul. The nefesh is the lowest level of the soul. So that's like the air as it got inside of the glass. Because what happens is as the, as the air gets inside of the glass and it spreads out and creates this let's say a balloon shape, whatever it is, so it rests there, the air has come to a rest. That's the nefesh, the nefesh is from the word vainofash, which means to rest. Then you have the level of the ruach. The level of the ruach, it's attached between, as we said previously, the nefesh and the neshama, and it comes in, it's like the, the air that's coming in through that tube. So it comes inside, and it's oliviorid, as we said previously, it goes up and it goes down, and over here in the parable, so it comes through the tube, and when it gets into the person, so it's completely within the body of the person, and the upper part is attached to the neshama. Now, the neshama does not completely enter the human being. In fact, it's almost completely outside of the human being. And as we said previously, only some sparks come down into the mind of the human being. That is the neshama. Only perhaps the most bottommost levels of the neshama actually have anything to do with the human being. And it's like the, the glass blower, the, the breath, when it's inside of the mouth of the glass blower. So in the human being, it is, as it were, as if we're saying that it's the air that's inside of God. God's mouth. God is blowing into the into the nostrils of the human being. It says, God blew into the nostrils of the human being, the soul of life. So God is blowing it. So it's coming in from Him. It's coming out of His mouth, so to speak. And so the level of the neshama is at that point where God is blowing. So it's something that's not actually inside of the human being per se, but it is coming from the mouth of God. It's inside of God's mouth, so to speak. And he says that there was one person, actually two people, who experienced that the neshama was completely within their body. Those two people were, the first one was Adam HaRishon, the first man. Because before he sinned, so the neshama was completely within his body. And what that meant is, as we're going to see in the next few episodes, that the neshama, the concept of the soul over here, is that it has the ability to give a tremendous amount of understanding. That's what the nitzotas, these sparks that come down into the mind of the human being, it gives a tremendous amount of understanding into the depths of creation, into the depths of the Torah, the depths of reality. So that's the power of the neshama. So Adam HaRishon, the first man, the neshama was completely within him, therefore he understood a tremendous, tremendous depth in the secrets of the universe, which are contained within the Torah. And Moshe Rabbeinu Azel, Moses, so he actually also reached a level where his neshama, this third 
part of his soul, the breath of God, so to speak, was actually completely inside of his body. And it was necessary that he have this because he was the one who was going to give over the Torah to the entire Jewish people. And if he wouldn't have this, so he wouldn't be able to access the Torah to the proper depth to be able to give it over. So Moshe, very interestingly, so he didn't have any disconnection between his Ruach, the second level of his soul, and the Neshama, the higher level of his soul. In fact, Baruch Epstein brings down, I think it's from the Ruach HaChaim, which is another Sefer, Ruach HaChaim that the concept is we see, we see that when God speaks to Avram Avin, to Abraham, so he says, Avraham, Avraham. And there's a space, there's a psik between the two names. And the idea is because each of these two names, why does God say it twice? Because each of these two names represent the different parts of Avraham. There's an Avraham which is the physical Abraham, and there's the Avraham which is the spiritual aspect of him. And since there was a disconnection between his neshama and his ruach, they weren't, the neshama wasn't all the way inside of his body, so therefore there's a psik, there's a line between the two names. However, when it comes to Moshe Rabbein, when God calls out to Moses, so what does he say? He says, Moshe, Moshe, and there's no brick between the two names. And the reason is because Moshe, he reached this unbelievable level of anivus, of humility. He broke down himself in a certain sense, such that there would be no separation between his ruach and his neshama. Thus, his neshama, that part of his soul, was able to enter all the way into his body, and thereby he was able to have a tremendous depth in the Torah that God would teach him.